Time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Perfect. Another hot week with the two hottest brothers and the two hottest discussions you can hottest think of. Well, like, this is a huge week for the Brothers of Discussion. Big uh, week. Huge. One, our, we have this whole week to prepare for our favorite match of all time the match oh that's my God, kept us together it's nearly upon us it's nearly upon us uh but we also have uh as as you already know you can find us on twitter and facebook you can actually use the handle at bod podcast to find us on facebook and of course that's how twitter works uh subscribe to us on itunes and soundcloud but going forward your hub for everything's bro- everything brothers of discussion will be bodpodcast.com yeah the brothers of discussion have started their blog website putting their ideas out there things we want to talk about in the show things we don't have time to talk about in the show new news where we can't necessarily cover it in in time it's a genius move by the brothers of discussion i mean like hardly anybody's doing a podcast and man who is even doing a blog anymore mm-hmm. so we are going to use both of those mediums to get people to yes. listen <laughs> we're we're definitely uh differentiating our business here uh to every other podcast model um we're kidding but this this is more or less this is our, our extra outlet to get more of our ideas out there for you to enjoy um i love doing it it's 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 fun to just kind of sit there and hope that that someone's gonna find a a relationship and attachment with what our thoughts are i think i think that's why yeah, we do it that's swipe what right good. on us we yeah. we'd swipe right on you come on um yeah and, and uh, you know it's fun you get to read so not only do you get to listen to our thoughts now you can read our thoughts you get mm. two yep and, and uh, i'll say too uh we'd appreciate it if you comment uh things that we're doing wrong or incorrectly or things you'd like to see on that website because we're new to this uh basically then maybe we can cut a promo on your negative comments that's what we want to do (laughs) actually that'd be kind of fun yeah going forward if you send us a negative comment uh we will put you you on the show yeah (laughs) we'll highlight that comment and uh you know we'll tell you why you're wrong uh, but yeah. uh, please feel free comment let us know what we did wrong let us know what we did right then you could be a part of our faction the brothers of discussion or the family of discussion oh that's cute. Aww, family discussion yeah Aww. it's it like family like, game it sounds like there's some bad news <laughs> we, <laughs> have, we have a family discussion here <laughs> um, <laughs> um well yeah, yeah back... go ahead what <laughs> but all uh, right it's two two brothers interrupting each other here it's just um, it's just called two brothers two brothers interrupting each other discussion um <laughs> but it's been a it's been a hot week in the wwe um last week we uh we said goodbye prematurely to mark henry <laughs> we certainly did wouldn't be the first time uh he got us before he got us again uh, this week he's he said no jk i'm back um so maybe we'll see the the longhorn uh make another cameo at the royal rumble i feel like that's a guarantee that he's gonna be in the rumble (laughs) next week there's there's no doubt in my mind uh that he's on that show now after after hearing that but uh i I think that works i mean you were you were talking last week the end the end of an era uh for the giant men so maybe maybe this is that send-off this is this is no. This is it. This is the last time. Yeah, this is this is like Ric Flair comebacks. It's like Bob Seger. It's always another. This is my last tour, and then there he is. Mark Henry's back. He's the Bob Seger of pro wrestling. He's back. <laughs> it's never really over. There's always another tour to be had. Um, but, but this don't week, people actually want Mark Henry to come back? Uh, oh shit! Snap. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that was kind of uh, weak. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some weak sauce right there. Um, 
but we were bamboozled by Mark Henry. But but this, I you know, it was a last week we were kind of we were down, right? We had some we said some goodbyes prematurely to Mark Henry, to Paige, uh, who, who appeared on Raw this week just to undo everything we said. And she uh, even but, made the comment on the show about her return. She did not say goodbye. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I mean, these were Meltzer reports that were coming out, so usually those are pretty solid, and we can we can follow them just like a like a good book. We know whatever's coming out of him is 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 true, and uh, yeah. you know maybe he, maybe he jumped the gun and he wanted to get a few more uh, followers. Yes. Meltzer will never win a fake news award. He will never be a candidate for that from our our dear president. Um, but I I was really excited, Matt. Not only did we get to say hello again. Hello, hello again, shaboom, shaboom, to Mark Henry and Paige. We said hello again to one of my favorite finishers of all time. It's up there with the Stone Cold Stunner, uh, Sweet Chin Music, and that is Seth Rollins' Curb Stomp. It's back. Finally. Yes. Burn it to the ground. So here's... Mm. (laughs) That was dead silence. You got me on that one. All right, um... So it's 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 basically if you're you're already you know kind of on your knees uh, face down and Seth uh, pulls himself off the ropes uh, <laughs> and basically puts his foot on the back of your neck and smashes your skull into the mat, hoping to knock um, out a few teeth. Yeah, it's a very violent looking finisher, um, and I think that's part of the appeal of it that it actually looks like a finisher where you're finished. Yeah. Um, for I mean, the it's... first one back, Finn sold the crap out of it. Um, I, we're, why it left? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if they deemed it was too too violent. We're uh, still maybe the conf- name of it. We're still confused because you essentially, if you make the argument that it, you know, if there's like concussion worry or or that you're selling that it's you know a hit to the head isn't that bad, but then you replace right. it with the pedigree, which is also focused on the head. Uh, from a guy whose whole career was based off of holding a sledgehammer and smashing you in the head with a sledgehammer. I, I mean, it's, it was definitely confusing. I think at the time, you and I were making arguments that that, that can't be the only thing that was going on there. No. Uh, well, the weird thing was, it seemed like, because uh, I had read reports that it had, like, you know, the name of it, racial undertones, uh, just because... You know, there have been white supremacists uh, with curb stomps to, you know, actually hurt people, not in the fun arena of a pro wrestling ring. Yeah. Um, so what kind of blows my mind, if, if that's really one of the reasons as well, the racial undertones of it, the curb stomp, and then they're going to rebrand it as the blackout, uh, I feel like they could have maybe picked a different name that still could have... <laughs> been a little less uh not racially uncomfortable for us to say um the cracker crisper yeah no it it still it didn't seem like much of an improvement the wop walloper yeah yeah back of the bus by seth rollins whoa oh geez all right now 818 Gotta delete that. It's one. just it couldn't be. It, I don't know. They couldn't think of a a, a better name. I, I don't know. I, yeah, just no, burn it, it to the ground. I don't know. Yeah, burn it to the ground. That's exactly what you're doing there. Smash well, the scorched, scorched earth. Well, he I guess should, that's uh, kind of a. Is that World War One? Scorched earth. Sure. Isn't that the? Or is that Vietnam? Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, it was so, Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're a couple of war historians here. <laughs> Get your war history in. I don't Brothers think, of discussion. Yeah. Did they make a Call of Duty yet? <laughs> so I, I don't know anything about the Vietnam War. Well, uh, I, I think the bottom line is a lot of these finishers kind of get recycled and reused. Um, you know, you try to put your own yeah. spin on it, a la like Roman Reigns trying to do a spear. You know, we saw you know Goldberg with one of those. We got the gore from Rhino. Um, oh, this blackout. Nobody, nobody in WWE has a green light to use something that vicious. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're trusting it with, you know, one of your top guys. Um, so I'm excited to see it because it, it really feels like the conclusion of a match when you see this move. Um, 
know, like where the attitude adjustment is kind of lost, you know, like Cena's has kind of lost credibility because so many people have kicked out. But kicking out of a blackout, it really seems like, uh, you know, a real, real physical feat just because it does look so vicious and violent, you know? Well, it's, it's also set up, too, to have, like, that false finish because the move that you do, the, the guy should be face down. So if Rollins is doing this as, like, a last-ditch effort, I mean, it'll help sell the story of the match because he's going to have to flip some guy over and get the pin. So you're not just talking right. immediate, you know, you hit the guy and then you can pin him right away. So there, there's so much potential for this move. And I, I honestly think that it, there's, there's a lot of control here for the guy getting the curb stomp. Like, compare that to a pile driver. You right. have put your life in another man's hands. Where right. the curb stomp is just up to you to making sure your hands are in front of your face. Like, that's right. that's the long and short of it. I mean, Seth has to do his job to make sure, you know, he, he makes it look like he's smashing your face into the mat. Which, I mean, I mean he's done it so many times now, it's it's easy to see. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and another thing on top of that, too, you know, you've, you t- I'm making the argument that it's safer. Uh, you've got these story elements because you finish, you finish face down. Uh, you can also do this to anybody. Like, yep, if anything, another, yep, exactly. he just it needs to go from the top. Yeah, yep. if, it, if it's Strowman and, and you can make the argument that maybe he can't jump high enough to eat, to get over a bent over Braun. I mean, how about right. him coming from the top rope and doing that? Kind of like a like a Finn Balor uh, finisher. But I, I, there's just, I don't know. This is It's such a great finisher. It looks so cool. Like, it's where the... People's elbow. I guess. I guess maybe that is all about visual. I was gonna say it looks dorky, but that's that's the only way you sell it is the visual. But that's that's what this move is. Is it's power. It's it's the visual art of pro wrestling, and then it has all this potential for doing it to anybody, setting up the storyline in the ring. Um, it's. I love it. Well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw uh, one of my broads of discussion. Hot tag questions Hot at you tag. here. Um, so yeah, I I think you and I are um, um, in agreement. That's probably, at least to memory, uh, one of the most violent looking, legitimate looking finishers in WWE history. Yeah. What other finishing move would you put on that list as far as being one of the most violent looking, legitimate looking, um, like all purpose finishing moves that should end a match? What else would you put on that list? Easily, the clothesline from hell. Uh, JBL would just tear someone's head off. Or just, I mean, honestly, you know, like a lariat is 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 devastating. You know, as long as you've got you've got the right guy taking the hit too. Uh, yeah. Clothesline, uh, AJ Styles, and it looks like you just knocked his teeth down to the you know the back of his throat <laughs> into his stomach i mean he he goes full 360 lands lands face yeah you know, think about it you you give aj styles uh, a clothesline and somehow he lands on his face <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i was just watching today um it was uh vader actually getting paid to to shamrock to kind of like hey i told you to calm down and you're not calming down, so here's this. And this is a match Ken Shamrock's supposed to win. So right before he puts him in the ankle lock, Vader just, cr- yeah. I mean, kills. It, there was, uh, Shamrock wasn't ready for it, so he's he's taking this full, he's not ready to move. He's not ready to take a hit. And Vader is Vader. You know, he's a monster. Yeah. So you just see this huge, you know, it's probably, he's yeah. probably got a good 100 pounds in this arm. <laughs> Come at him <laughs> with everything he's got, and it was not—it was not the way AJ Styles takes a clothesline. This was Ken Shamrock being knocked out for a couple seconds. It was brutal. Oh no! Uh, this this was this is something I, I hadn't seen before, uh, but it, it's one of the stories that goes along with Vader and how how you know brutal he is uh, in the ring and how you know he's had eyeballs pop out and knocking guys' ears off. Uh, but this was this yeah. is him. Yeah. You know, Ken Shamrock's trying to prove himself. This is Shamrock's first pay-per-view match, and whew, Vader just going going to town on Little Shamrock. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, did you have did you have one in mind? I was gonna throw a couple out there. Um, because sometimes it's not just the move itself. It's like the you know, a little little bit of oomph you can put behind it, a little bit of stank you can put behind it. Because um, I think there's a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of guys um, will do power bombs. But yeah. man, Undertaker's Last Ride, where he has you... Um, Grabs your... The, yeah, like you're, your you're, up in, you're up in the air, and it feels like you're, you're really just gaining more momentum the more he's kind of hanging you up there. And then he does that, not just up on his shoulders, he lifts you up over his shoulders... You know, so you're yeah. dropping over seven feet, and that slam, it just sounds like no other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned AJ, and this is part of the reason he's the best. I don't know... I know it's I know it's wrestling, and these guys, if they were really, really getting hurt, they'd just be covered in bruises and broken bones, but I don't know how the Styles Clash doesn't hurt every single time. <laughs> it's literally just your torso and your face just eating the mat with, with nothing... It seems like nothing to protect you. I don't. I know it. It doesn't kill these guys because they're still alive. They don't have organ damage. But man, it, it looks right. very, very painful. Um, what? That actually goes along with uh, like Finn Balor's uh, double foot stomp, and that that's kind of the same as like uh, I guess the curb stomp too. With just this, I don't know how you do it. Like, like make it look. He's good landing and not on your guts. People. Yeah. yeah. What is he doing? Like, what am I missing? Because he goes... Well, the coup de grace, yeah. I can see, because he's... You do make contact, but his full body weight is still, like, in his glutes. So it's not really in his feet. He's just kind of deflecting off of you. All right. Well, forget my argument, then. Yeah, that's over, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Um, but all those moves, you know, like it's, you don't really protect yourself, you know, the ones we named. Um, yeah. is there a submission move that you think looks legit? Like, I don't think I'd invite Samoa Joe to give me a coquina clutch, but that doesn't look like it feels good. Um, maybe an Undertaker yeah. triangle choke? Um, yeah, those choke moves could be devastating, because I think they, they have origins in the, uh, you know, Like MMA? Octagon. Yeah. Yeah. So I like like those can be and the same thing with uh you know Daniel Bryan's finishers that he's you know any a lot of the submission moves that Daniel Bryan has uh have those MMA origins cause yeah he, he he trains that way uh, oh and one more too uh, not a submission but also the Kinshasa from Nakamura oh yeah I, the speed with which he does it and the the aim it's it looks like it's just millimeters away from ending people um <laughs> like having to retire because your neck snapped from his knee just crashing into you at top speed um it's 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 a sight um and i think it helps put him over because it, it looks so violent yeah that's that's another good one yeah but um besides that um you know kind of going over some of the finishers um was there anything this week on the on the programming kind of caught your eye uh wwe wise um there was, and we talked about it a second ago, but no, I didn't type it, so now I can't think of what it was. We literally just talked about it before we hit record. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I like seeing that Paige is, is still sticking around. She's going to be a part of the show. Um, but I think I think this these, these couple weeks, these are just leading up to either you want to talk about the big show, which is uh, the 25 years of Raw, uh, or we're talking about... The Royal Rumble coming up, so there's, there's just two huge shows, and everything to me just kind of seemed like, you know, let's, let's be careful here. Uh, and again, I will make the argument that that curb stump is safer than most moves out there, but that's, you know, I, I think that's where that even comes into play. That's let's make sure everybody makes it to Monday. This needs to be a good show. Yep. We've been planning it for a while, um, <laughs> so. Let's make sure this works out, and then of course the rumble coming up. So you don't you don't want to do anything too devastating or risky uh, in these couple weeks, which honestly is something I don't hear people talking about too often. That this point doesn't get brought up. That it's the weeks leading up to you know our our weeks where you got the biggest guys doing promos, and I again I think it's because we want to keep everybody nice and safe and cuddly and warm yeah. uh, before the big shows. Yeah. Which is why we, uh, you know, give 
give uh, Mr. Mr. Glass himself, Finn Balor, make him eat a curb stop two weeks yeah. before the Rumble. Yeah, who gives a shit about <laughs> Finn Balor? I know. Uh, I'll, I'll still come back and say we that. We could have brought uh, that out on like a like a Curtis Axel or you know a Bo <laughs> Dallas. No, we gotta put Finn Balor over. <laughs> well, I I still think that. Um, I mean, I, you know, obviously we used to play the game that you know Finn Balor is just screwed because of the way Vince uh, feels about him. But Vince is I, he's butthurt that Finn has he won the title immediately and then immediately tore his shoulder. Vince will not yeah. forgive. I don't know if he hates Finn Balor. He hates Finn Balor's shoulder. He really just wants that shoulder out of WWE or at least getting a three-second tan. He does not like that shoulder with the paint on it. Doesn't like it. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but when the uh, this is really th- this is why it's so hard to be like an employee with the WWE. Um, their their stock makes. I mean, it, it, it. I guess it's the same as Disney, and Disney puts out a new movie, their stock goes up. When WWE has a champion that goes down, their stock goes down, because it looks like, well, what are they going to do now? Because that's. I mean, they're still they're still running a business here. It'd be it'd be the same if you know NBC had their top show, and everybody was on a plane, and then the plane went down and everybody died. Like, you know what? Now what? Their top show's gone. This is the show where they, you know, they got all their, their ad revenue from, or something like that. So it's just, like, that's the type of thing where Vince makes the decision. Well, let's go with the guy who never gets hurt because then my stock isn't gonna go crashing down once he, you know, tears his shoulder again or whatever. I can't remember what happened to Finn, but you know, like that. That's that really sucks. Wow. That that that's what goes into this, these storylines is is mitigating risk. Man. Making sure that the stock doesn't go down. Yeah, it seems that it's almost like uh, like Bitcoin there with the fluctuating. Um, well, yeah, it's uh, if if you want to see, I did a, a report on it a couple years ago. But if you want to see a stock that jumps around, I, I mean, actually, now is the time to get WWE stock because it, it kind of just keeps scaling up as you get to WrestleMania, and then it comes crashing right down, uh, <laughs> starting with the summer. It, it, <laughs> It, what's funny is it, it ebbs and flows with the quality of the show along with, you know, whatever investments they have going out in regards to the network and things like that. But, you know, it's when the show does bad, so does the stock. Hmm. It's, it sucks. Well. I mean, it, it just goes along with the, the quality of any product. Um, the stock would go down for any company if the quality went down. But for WWE... You know, a guy like Finn Balor, he's he's got to realize that not that you know an injury is necessarily his fault, but you know maybe it's maybe it's this game he's got to play uh, in a waiting game and proving you know going year after year of not being hurt. Yeah. He just he just got injured again uh, within the last year, not a major injury, but you know it's one that's going to be put down on his permanent record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for, for all we know, they have an algorithm that, you know, fixes in, you know, what what are the possibilities of this guy getting hurt based on his career so far. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, they have that kind of information for, um, you know, baseball players. That's why they get so obsessed with, you know, is a guy a certain height when he's a pitcher just because of the wear yeah. and tear on his arm. So Yeah, that's um, a very good point. You know, it's why they often, you know, even if a short pitcher's having success, you know, in high school or college, they'll still opt for a six-six guy who's been okay because he's going to have better durability and because of the way his arm is structured, yeah. it'll be less um, effort that he has to put in to have challenging pitches. Um, so I, no, they it's, haven't it's... really revealed that kind of information with us. I don't know if, yeah. if that's something they ever would do. Um but I know as more and more, as WWE gets more and more um, kind of ingrained with the the realism, you know, bringing in the UFC fighters, um, you know, um, I, I guess that's the main way to look at it. You know, bringing in a, a, a Lesnar, looking at, you know, a Rousey, a, a Blazer. Um, I wonder if they will yeah, start kind of changing the presentation to kind of make it look like, you know, these guys all have a, a shot, you know, based on the... Um, almost like running uh like nfl combine tests you know kind of kind of proving it that way um yeah kind of like it this could be something that when when you look at like 
corporate strategies and you see Amazon buying up Whole Foods, um, you know, because there's, there's that plan down the road of what it's actually going to mean. You know, it kind of, uh, to be honest, I, I feel like it's really cloudy. Um, but is the main goal here just legitimacy? Are they trying to bring in a UFC fan base? Which, really, I mean, you could make the argument those are two, even though, you know, it's, 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 you've got the, the, the matches and, uh, I, I don't know. I, I can just say the easy thing here is just to say one's, one's real and one, one is scripted. So I, I, you really can't compare the two fan bases and just say that they're going to be instantly uh, interested. You know, maybe maybe they just want to see it almost ironically to see what you know Rousey does or something. You know, some some sort of comparison like that. But um, well, I mean, it's you, know, you I can I, see it that they could care more about legitimacy. Um, just look at how the products kind of evolved, where you know, it just used to be big cartoon characters, and now you know a lot of these wrestlers. You know, we were really stretching. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago stretching to see who would be like the next um, like Undertaker, for example. Yeah. Like a real character. Um, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that, you know, now it's Kevin Owens. Now it's Sami Zayn. AJ Styles. Like, it's it's names. Um, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura. He's not like Strong Style Man or something like that. Right. Um, the, <laughs> the closest you can say is like Finn Balor. Uh, but still, that's he goes by a full name. He, he doesn't really wrestle as the demon. Uh very rarely do we get to see that character um yeah. so i think that kind of ties in no i and i i guess that's that that's definitely the answer to the question or one of the answers is like you know what what is the what is the main driver of making these decisions because i i agree with you I, I i as i said i don't know if it does bring in ufc audience but i think i think they are you know n nobody's nobody's being tricked anymore about what this is but you know, let's let's bring in like some talented people. You know, there's there's still athleticism to this to this act. So uh, I I I agree. It does it definitely brings more legitimacy to the sport. I I I'll say as as far as bringing in uh, a new audience, it's not a UFC audience. It's 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 probably going after the Monday Night Wars audience and saying, look. This product is better than you've ever seen it before. Because uh, I, I don't know about you. If you go back and watch some of those matches when we were kids, um, I still, I, I've, t I've talked about it before on the show. I, I have trouble paying attention. <laughs> Honestly, all the headlocks, throwing guys out of the ring for 10 minutes at a time. I get it. That's like, that's closer to old school wrestling. And even going back into the 80s and the 70s, holy crap. Oh, just open fist punches and I, yeah i i think um i think when you look at that um there was still there was still um entertaining wrestling it's just that it, it, i think there was a bigger gap between the the people who could actually wrestle and the people who couldn't where today it feels like everybody you know physically has the the tools and maybe they just don't have the character work um, yeah that makes sense because, I mean, ugh, just, like, comparing, you know, what AJ Styles can do, well, to anybody, but comparing to what he does to, like, you know, like Hulk Hogan or, um, you know, you love Macho Man. Um, yeah. Those guys were pretty limited. I mean, they were they were big, muscly guys, and they, they definitely had the charisma, and they could do the promo work for you. Um, you know, they could, I you know, I, I'd say Hogan and Macho Man, they, they definitely had better mic skills than an AJ, but... Um, you know, when you're looking at, you know, you're looking at like an earthquake, you're looking at like, um, um, Hercules, you're looking at, you know, like, uh, big boss man, these guys weren't super duper great wrestlers. There's a lot of rest holds, just like you were saying. Um, I don't know. And I, I, I sincerely think that they, because of the way the roster is constructed now, you're, you're saying goodbye to those days. Um, yeah. so I guess if I had one, one more hot tag question for you, a little hot tag, oh, um, outside of Finn Balor, this is one where you got to be just a little creative. Um, cause I know we have Finn Balor. You could kind of say Bray Wyatt. Um, I'd even, 
I'd even say, you know, if you want to throw, you know, broken Matt Hardy out there, um, yeah. you know, is there kind of a, kind of a, is there still an opportunity for that kind of colorful, um, I won't say cartoon character, but somebody like that, to, you know, like win a title, you know, like obviously Undertaker's one of a kind, but can you see, um, one of those larger than life guys who, who's not going to go by a first and last name, you know, being on top? And what kind of character would that be? Well, they've definitely been trying to do... I mean, again, Mike, you're coming in with the question that's, you know, if I had a real answer to this, I'd be working for the WWE in their creative department. Um, I'm giving you a shot, Matt. This is your interview. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> off the top of your head, why don't you solve all of our problems? Okay. Um, I mean, they've definitely been trying to go in a darker area of that character. Um I mean, you don't want to do something like you can't just look to TV and say, well, Walter White was was, you know, everybody enjoyed watching that character. Maybe you didn't always root for him, but, you know, you can't just go out there and have a guy that is making drugs on the side and that's your character. Right. Um, and, and I don't think something like you couldn't. You couldn't just look at Game of Thrones and, and go, oh, I, I know, uh, and the Bray Wyatt character, and we'll do, he's got the big old beard. We'll just put some armor on him, and we'll have him be a, <laughs> you know, a member of the Night's Watch. Like, and you, and you definitely can't do a superhero. Um, so let, let's say the strategy is going for legitimacy. Um, you know, a lot of their characters are – are turning into just straight up fighters. You know, you, you want to get more of those Brock Lesnar's in there. So I, I would say if the question is, is it something they can do? I think the trends in what's popular in wrestling say no. Uh, I think everything that, that if you look at ring of honor, you look at new Japan, they're not necessarily building up, um, characters like that they're more or less building up just great fighters um even like going back to i think uh moose moved into jeff jarrett's um his program what he had going yeah. I, I can't think of what that's called right now but even you know that was a, that was a character that was you know you had the awe around it and and just maybe fear power strength <laughs> all mixed together but he was just a big dude he was called Moose just because he was so huge. Yeah. So he would just destroy you, and that was his character. Um, you know, outside of that, I think I think what they've got going in NXT um, is is kind of a good way to look at wh where these like a real character could go with uh, insanity. Um, that 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 seems to to be the type of character. You know what? That that even goes to uh, trying to make like a a Breaking Bad type character work, um, not necessarily to a T. It's not, we're not looking at a guy who's just like Walter White. I just mean uh, taking taking lessons from, from what's been popular in TV and, and, you know, looking at Breaking Bad and The Wire and seeing the characters, you know, maybe not the main characters, but you look at the smaller characters in the show. I mean, you could, you could see some parallels with, with the character development with, with those types of groups. Yeah. Um, I, but I really like the, the, the point you made about looking at NXT for how they look at um, how these characters can be structured. And I'd say one of the best, um, it was one of the best matches uh, I've seen in a long time was uh, like Aleister Black versus the Velveteen Dream. Um, yeah. Because Velveteen Dream, he doesn't have a first or last name. Um, the guy is creating almost like a, a Goldust style character with that kind of um kind of i'd say almost like eldritch uh serpentine sensual character um yeah. with like a Shawn michaels confidence um and he's somebody who you know exists in this uh this this realm now of you know like i almost want to put him in there he, he, he can exist because of how we're transitioning into this world of blurred lines for sexuality and he kind of makes you feel uncomfortable, but he's 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 just so confident, um, charismatic. He's kind of winning over that crowd. That's like I don't know how to feel about this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Ellis I mean, especially no, I'll I'll make the statement now. Yeah. Not the not the way that we feel, but you're talking about As the wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 
as a whole, um, like the general pro wrestling fan. Yeah, it's it's not some. I mean, the the closest I can say is Goldust, just because it's a little. Oh yeah. A little bit out there. Um, but he's somebody. If if he made a cameo in the Royal Rumble, like I can see him definitely just skipping the whole build up in NXT, and he's just unique enough that he would be able to get you know the the cheers or boos you know depending on which way they want to take his character um yeah. probably boos well, just because it... oh go ahead well i was gonna say they're definitely proving like something that where you talk about the blurred lines like that could work with you know the fashion police coming out and you've got fandango and tyler breeze coming out with their tied up you know the ends of their their shirts are tied up yeah. so that their midriff is showing yep. like they're they're selling a character there like there's definitely something they're trying to say with with uh tyler and fandango and it, it i've said it multiple times they are easily my favorite segment on smackdown even <laughs> like I, I i hate to say you know like i i'm i'm turning into one of those people it's like yeah give me the good old promo i don't need to see any pro wrestling on tuesdays <laughs> but but it's just so good like if it's gonna be good I mean, we've been told a million times we're we're watching this for entertainment. This is right. This is all around family fun, adult, you know, entertainment. I don't know what I don't want to say adult entertainment. That sounds like porn, but you know, <laughs> every member of the family can find something to laugh at or to, you know, to to just have fun watching. Yeah. and and that's you know that's what that's what we're watching, and that they're they're my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Um... And just uh, quickly, too, I just wanted to make sure I touched base one more time on um, Alistair. Um, yeah. I mean, the WWE already has, you know, established, you know, kind of silent figures. Um, you know, Brock, for the most part. Um, you know, they want to get Roman there. Um, he should be there. Um, but Alistair is able to say so so much with so little um, because he's so good at, you know, facial expressions um, and having his... Uh, like fighting body of work speak for himself um, I, have, I have a hot tag question for you do we all right what do you got do you ever see in the future because I, I like based on what you just said i thought of randy orton and he's another guy that i would argue is is the silent guy only because he does better when he's just making a face Okay. And he's giving people RKOs. He's not necessarily great on the mic, but he he is a great wrestler. Yeah. I think we both agree on that point. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, even when he won the Royal Rumble last year, I was groaning because I was like, great, boring story, woohoo. Um, so they're not going to make Roman a silent character, so you start to think he's making uh, maybe not a transition, uh, but uh, or maybe it's the transition of John Cena leaving, but we, we know that he's going to be the face of the franchise. Um, do you see Roman? Like, we, we saw that Cena was popular, and he, regardless of a heel turn or whatever, he made a character change. And I think, for the most part, Roman's been the same character this whole time. Uh, I, I, there's subtle differences. They've stopped making him joke as much as he used to 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 try and force like a John Cena like character. But do you see that ever happening? Do you, where would you see the transition coming for Roman first? Would you see it in him just becoming more silent, or do you see him making changes even as far as not wearing all black to the ring? Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I don't know if I foresee him uh, doing a Seth Rollins and wearing a white Power Ranger outfit to the ring. <laughs> um, oh man, that was so that was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I still love watching that match too. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, go ahead. Um, wow, where do I see Roman Reigns' character transitioning? Um, see, he's a tough one because uh, Cena. You you can't really compare him to Cena because Cena is just an unbelievable force. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I would I would say if you want to look at character evolution, um, go from Roman to think about like a Brock Lesnar who historically has been a goofball on the microphone, um, not with his words, but with the sound of his silly voice. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't. I mean, yeah, he's a forced silence for for probably the same reason we're not going to hear 
this is this is more of a Detroit joke, but uh, Matt Patricia doesn't exactly match his face. He's a oh <laughs> coordinator for the New England Patriots. He's going to be our head coach soon, but um, but yeah, I mean the, the forced silence just to make sure that they still look tough. But go go ahead. So I, I don't know. If, I don't think I have the imagination to reimagine <laughs> Roman Reigns. Like, you know, you know, if you think about the the great innovators, uh, Cena yeah. went from like a white rapper to, uh, you know, then he was wearing his a bowl of fruity pebbles. Yep, he was the fruity pebbles. He was um, he was a poopy Cena. You you know, saying cucka and you know, cutting those those promos, or he was using like childish name calling. And then he was all about the troops, and now he's yep. just all about the fans. Like it's. Every appearance he makes, he's you know just just trying to be as entertaining as possible. He doesn't it doesn't really seem like he cares about the wins and losses anymore. Um, yeah. He's just out there having a good time. Um, I don't think Roman's going to be he's... an innovator like Chris Jericho, who not only would he you know change his character from heel to face um, seamlessly, he would have these wildly different looks. You know, changing his attire, his tweaking his his entrance song, uh, changing his hair. I can't picture Roman Reigns coming to the ring like bald. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? I that's a good one because I can picture him with like a really short haircut. You know, like maybe I don't want to say like a fade and long on the top because that looks that's what I have and that's really dorky. But just <laughs> like buzzed all the way. <laughs> I'm definitely fitting my you know nerdy finance uh, data you know look here but uh, you know roman's got to be the tough guy uh but i guess if if they change that character uh, yeah the closest i know, could see is if you want to think of like triple h how he got older and he did the shaved head but he had a long beard i could see that for roman yeah. um but i think you bringing up randy orton i i i, I would I, I do not have my brain does not have the capabilities to imagine roman not being like roman I don't see him being like Cena or Jericho. I see him being more like Randy Orton, uh, being more like Lesnar, just kind of a consistent, you know, mostly mostly quiet. Let you know, let the let the fists do the talking kind of character. Um, and that's not a negative thing. I think that that's just right. his strengths, you know, which is, you know, something we, uh, you know, advocate for from the advocate. You know, Paul Heyman, let these guys do their strengths. Don't make them do things outside their comfort zone. Or, um, And that's what Roman should be. He should have long hair, or if not long hair, a long beard. And he should be mostly quiet and just beat the crap out of people. Yeah, I, I think I think they, they're, they're always hoping to bring, like, we talk about uh, fighting style legitimacy and making this look more like a sport. But... They're also, and this is this is why they struggle, uh, because they it, it's hard to be everything, uh, but they also want to be legitimate entertainment, and I think they do that by having guys like The Rock make it huge, and now you've got John Cena in a starring role in the next big Judd Apatow film. Uh, he's he's the main character. Oh wow! So what is that movie? Yeah. Do you remember the title? No. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll look it up while I'm talking. But you know, I, I think they're they're always uh, you know like, like I said they're they're doing this legitimacy for um, the sporting of it, and then the legitimacy of the entertainment side. So I, that's where this Roman Reigns stuff comes in because if he's going to be taking the mantle from John Cena, which I you know John Cena did not take the mantle from. Stone Cold, he took it from The Rock, obviously. Right. Is, is, even, is Roman Reigns even that role? Is he that guy? Or is there someone else? Uh, I know we talked about it before, and I, I kind of made the joke that Enzo Amore might try to be um, you know, more than just a pro wrestler. and He'd, he'd want to branch out and be a, a star. Um, but, oh, I think, it's, I think it's called... Blockers? Blockers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I finally found it. Oh, and he's the star of Ferdinand. What am I thinking? He's already the star of a movie. Oh, he's the bull? <laughs> yeah. The animated movie Ferdinand? <laughs> okay. Yeah, the one that uh, came out the same weekend as Star Wars. Uh, you know, so they knew that was going to be a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I, don't, I guess the point I was making was I don't think Roman Reigns has the charisma to be in movies. <laughs> he's, he's not. That's not him. He's the next Randy Orton. I mean, uh... And, and furthermore, he's the next Triple H. Like, if you want to look at a timeline, it's Triple H to Randy Orton down to... It'll be Roman Reigns next. I mean, if you want to... Uh, before you jump the gun there... Um, whoa! Jump it. No, this Well, is, just real quick. Just remember. Makes sense. Just remember. Um, you know, Orton is a likely scenario for Roman. But don't forget, I don't think Batista cut the greatest promos of all time. He always kind of came off as kind of a doof. Um, but he's been really good in his movie roles. Uh, so he was mostly just kind of tough, tough, silent type in WWE. And then he was, you know, super chatty in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he had some real monologues to deliver in, in Blade Runner. Um, what's to stop Roman from being the next, like, Batista? Well, he's got to cut his hair. I told you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> can't make it work with long hair <laughs> okay i was trying to i i forgot that batista had like he had that really gelled up hair with the little soul patch it looked really douchey yeah Ugh. well good thing they got rid of that yep so i, I guess uh, so yeah then we'll just say that the I'll, I'll still say that makes sense for my formula that you know the rock turned into cena uh, I don't think we have Cena yet, but maybe we do have Batista, Randy Orton, Triple H, uh, you know, working working in here. And and that makes sense, too, because those were Triple H guys. And it's the same story with Roman. That's why he, he got that huge push. At least that's the story we're being told. Uh, Roman getting the huge push because of his relationship and being brought in by Triple H. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well... Yeah, it's kind of tough to see that. that uh, who's going to be a transitional mega talent for all the world to love? Um, mm. <laughs> I mean, outside of, well, I mean, The Rock is—he's a freak of nature. Um, yeah. Cena didn't get there for like a decade. Could you see someone like The Miz doing that? Because he's pretty charismatic and he has no well, no I, qualms about being in front of people and you know taking center stage. I will. I will. I'll come back to the Rock and say he he was not overnight. I mean, he did a lot of shitty roles. Um, uh, Scorpion King. I mean, King? he was in. Yep. Uh, he was in that. Uh, oh man, I think it was like the sequel to Get Shorty. Um, oh yeah, it was like Be Cool or something. Wasn't he? In yeah, that? Be yeah. Cool. Yep. Uh huh. I mean. That's kind of how Cena started too. So it, I mean, it's 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 probably just the same of, you know, sticking around long enough and and working on your craft, and eventually you you know become the reason that people go see Jumanji. And I mean, the only reason I go and see like I've only seen one of the Fast and Furious movies over the last decade, but that was just because I wanted to see The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um... Oh yeah, and that, remember he was like a football player, had like a little girl. He was the tooth fairy. Yeah. <laughs> like there, there are some shitty roles that John Cena has to do. So it's it's a slow burn. It's a, it's just like pro wrestling. He's not you don't go straight to the top, but Cena's making his he's making his steps now, starring in two straight films. Well, so now we got to find the next Cena. That's which, all. That's uh, it. I. I'll say if the next hot tag question from you was who's the next Cena, yeah. I will say I have no freaking clue. I have no idea. I I can't uh, I can't picture anybody. Uh, can I can I ask you a fun question though? Um, you can answer both of those questions on if you have a Cena in mind. Um, I'm gonna say has... Xavier Woods, but go ahead. Ooh, but he's got to get the push. Uh, he's got the mouth. He's just got to be allowed to win some matches and probably change up his ring attire a little bit. Uh, hey, he got a good start being on uh, Jimmy Fallon. I'm glad that uh, the WWE picked the New Day to to head up that role. Yeah, I don't. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. That was, actually, it was actually, it was, it was kind of neat. I I mean, what's funny is I saw some of the comments and you know people complaining that. The, the 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 lip sync competition on the Jimmy Fallon show was scripted. My God. <laughs> it's like, 
It's the WWE. <laughs> of course it's scripted. What are you what are you complaining about? Uh but I, I was just I was so proud of Triple H, uh the way that he performed on that. Um not necessarily, you know, the, the performance is, is singing. That was that was that that was still gold, but just you know the way he 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 sold not being able to sing Metallica was just yeah yeah it was uh, <laughs> it was so good yeah it was a masterclass in wrestling acting he he knew exactly what to do oh <laughs> and I I'll tell you I I felt like I was watching like an episode of Doug Funny like my face turned I could feel it uh, just completely red just watching Triple H <laughs> start singing that and I was like oh my gosh here we go. <laughs> Uh, you know like sometimes you tell yourself like oh i can't watch i can't watch this because it's just too embarrassing but then think about think about how genius that that is like the writing to do that that you know that's that's the emotion you want to give everybody and you did it yep that's like um i was i've been i know this is way off topic but binging south park and i know it's 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 a silly show but it still comes with words of wisdom every now and then yeah and uh, Butters gets his heart broken by the the raisins girl, Alexis, I think her no, her name Lexus, is Alexis. Yep. Um, and you know the 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 goth kids offer Butters a spot in their group because they see that he's sad because he lost his girlfriend, and and Butters says no. I feel like you just watched I, this I, episode, but go ahead yeah, with this contrived connection. <laughs> it, well, it's it's just the the words of wisdom of of being able to feel like why you know, like. You, it's so hard to find those types of feelings in life and man that well, you was know so, what would, get, like, you know what would give me some feelings well is was. to see roman reigns lip sync let it go that would be that would be kind of fun he's he's gotten too much grief uh for his not being able to deliver lines and if that guy could just just read those lyrics off a teleprompter to a chorus of booze i think the next <laughs> week he would just be so over uh, he would be all over the place. I, <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt that that guy just kind of tongue in cheek, saying those out to his haters. I think would <laughs> it would definitely turn some opinions. I think um, to kind of see him be a little colorful. I know he's got kids. Um, they'd get a kick out of seeing their dad do that. Um, yep. I really, I don't, I don't see that as a misstep at all. I think that would really enhance Roman Reigns in my book. I agree. That was that was another thing too, where I was, we were watching uh, Triple H really go into that role of singing that song from uh, oh, uh, Moana. Movie Moana. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, just like you're like, all right. So this is this is the difference that Triple H having kids makes. Like he he did not, like he played off trying to be tough, but man, did he he really went into that. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> Well, we're so, uh, we're winding down here, Matt. Um, and yeah, next week, I think when we started recording, we talked about doing the the Royal Rumble card, but that obviously did not happen at all today. No, we got to save that for next week, <laughs> right? Right before the Rumble, because we got to see if uh, make sure nobody gets injured from a, a blackout this Monday. Um, you know, we well, might, and it's going to be the Raw twenty fifth anniversary, so we might get some crazy uh, announcements. Maybe we'll get some. Uh, people committing to battle in the royal rumble so that might change everything um you know we might get a legend declare themselves um this is this is good though i I like that uh we came in with i think like five topics i wanted to talk about today yeah and uh we started with one and never got off really we just (laughs) went off on different tangents um no but uh yeah we've got we've got an exciting week like you said with uh raw 25 and and the rumble um i i i will say i don't know how i got off on on a you know the hundredth tangent but i i still if i can get back i don't know do you have to leave is that no you're fine oh okay so here's here's my question uh that i never got to ask because uh, you said xavier woods was your next possibility for john cena did stone cold ever hand off the stone cold banner mantle trophy hardware to anybody has anybody stepped up and become the next stone cold Uh, in your opinion i mean well stone cold he was just okay here's where he's unique you know if you're gonna give rock and cena credit for for um 
you know, getting people to, you know, look at them as just mega entertainment stars, right? So they get to yeah. do TV, movies, you know, sing songs, stuff like that. I think Stone Cold is unique. And also Hulk Hogan, I'd put with The Rock um, and Cena. Because he was able to do Rocky good, movies. Yeah. He had his own uh, vehicles. Um, he had that awful, yeah. I think he had a rap song. Um, yeah, Breakfast cereal. <laughs> we know. Um, his yeah, own line of vitamins. Yeah, yeah. That's his own prayer, that's a prayer books. Um, but <laughs> Stone Cold is unique in that I don't really look at him as a mega star outside of wrestling. But he's one of a kind because he made people who didn't care about wrestling just want to watch him wrestle. Right. Um, and and he's, I mean, he does things now where you make the argument that The Rock is, I mean, he's Dwayne Johnson now. I mean, he's, he's really become an, an entertainment superstar. But Austin goes on shows and podcasts and, and what have you and he still owns that identity of just being stone cold steve austin right you know i i, I, I kind of jumped on on your point there but i i think that's where you're going sorry <laughs> no you're fine um i mean not just not just being the person i think it's it's a, an entirely different entity because I, I know with this podcast and with our our, our blog uh bodpodcast.com uh we we love wrestling and we see elements of it in so many other places um and stone cold is unique because it, it's like he's trying to make that argument like and he he is he is the basis for that like he's he's something that a lot of people you know his storyline with with vince you know trying to battle your boss um standing up to your boss who's you know kind of exploiting your labors and you know holding you down you know getting actually get back in his face and have a have a career triumph um that's something that transcended that's something that went outside you know wrestling and made people you know want to see what this storyline was all about with this guy you know driving a damn beer truck you know into the office and hosing his boss down you know to yeah uh protest what's been going on so far um so did stone cold hand that off no um i i know they've tried to you know rekindle that storyline you know with kurt angle doing a milk truck or um you know daniel bryan being held down by the boss but yeah I, I, it'd be cool dean A dean ambrose with a hot dog truck yeah it'd be, exactly or a cart yeah it'd be it'd be cool um but as far as is somebody just making you want to watch wrestling like turn on wwe to see this person fight i think the two closest things would be brock and then what I think is going to be an inevitable entrance next Sunday is Ronda Rousey. Um, well, you're not you're not just tuning in because they're entertainment stars. You're entertaining, you know, want to watch them, you know, wrestle and fight to see that that particular little story arc. Um, well, so that, handing it off, no, it, but I do think that those those two people are big stars, but they're big stars because of their fighting. I I I'd say. Uh, I mean, first, I mean, you make a lot of great points, um, and that's how someone starts a sentence when they're about to disagree with you. Uh, I just, I don't know if Brock is comparable to Stone Cold. I think um, I was kind of getting at the the idea that nobody is a Stone Cold, and he's, he's, he, he was, he is, and he always will be just Stone Cold Steve Austin, and there won't be, there won't be someone as great to take over for him, and. Um, I think I I think if people, uh, you know, try to look try to look for a comparison, like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that difficult. I think I think the idea that once once it becomes hard to think of who the next Stone Cold was, uh, or you have to make qualifiers, then that right there says nobody nobody is Stone Cold. Where I can I, I mean, when you say The Rock took over for Hulk Hogan, that immediately clicked in my head, and I was like, oh my god, yes. So it's. I mean, and then you think about the matches, too, which is what's kind of funny. This has nothing to do with my Stone Cold point. But then Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, Rock versus Cena. So it'll be whoever Cena hands it off to. But um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's to me, is, is Stone Cold wasn't taken over for uh, Hulk. He's not, you know, he's he's not something where it's, where it's like a Ric Flair or, uh, you know, like that guy. 
I don't know. This is going to sound dumb, so just forgive me because I, I kind of don't believe this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I, I feel like Ric Flair is closer to Brock Lesnar because that, that still became more about the like seeing one of the greatest of all time, maybe at the tail end of his career. Like Think about you wanted to see him fight Shawn Michaels, and, and really we're watching a 70-year-old guy. I, I'm not I'm not saying that's foolproof, what I just said, but I'm just saying that I, I feel like Ric Flair is closer to, to Brock in the awe of seeing a wrestler or a performer than – than Stone Cold, because I, I I might even argue right now that um, he was one of the guys I was referencing earlier when I said wrestling just wasn't the wrestling product wasn't that great back in the Monday Night Wars and the '90s. I, I think I think it was the entertainment value that was that was probably at a whole nother level at that point. Well, um, Whew, I think I just went out on a limb. I think that you Go ahead. bringing up Ric Flair. I think he's closer to Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Um, those guys, I, I don't, I, I don't know if you really want to see much of them outside of WWE, and it's not a knock against them, but their their best work is going to be in the squared circle. Um, no, that's that's true. So, but I still, I I still think there's an idea of Stone Cold that has gotten into the mainstream. But he himself hasn't gotten away from being stone cold. He's gotten away from being stone cold. Um. So we can just end this argument and I'll win. It's fine. We'll just we'll move on. Well, I I was the last one that spoke. Yeah, you did kind of talk last, but then I'm also saying this sentence. (laughs) That's very true. I will take the win. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, no problem. I mean, uh, you know, everybody, folks, you can let us know now. Uh, we have a contact page How on bad? VODpodcast.com. We'll, we'll do a poll. How bad did Matt lose the argument? Not at all. Won't be an option. Um, because you clearly <laughs> lost. <laughs> no, I didn't. Stone Cold is his own Stone Cold. There is no comparison to, to Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. I, I think those guys, like, they're, they were... Well, Shawn Michaels was clearly a better wrestler than than Stone Cold. Was he? Yeah. Uh, have you watched Stone Cold matches? Yes. I'd say his matches were close to like watching like a Nakamura match. Like it, it really looked like he was beating the hell out of you, and he was stomping a mud hole in you, and he wouldn't even wait for the bell to ring. He'd go chasing the rock up the ramp to just punch him in the face. Um. So no, he wasn't skinning the cat like Shawn Michaels, but. As far as making the like the moves look good and the selling look good and you know making the stakes feel high with every you know blow, I don't know. I I actually think Stone Cold's a really good wrestler. The more I watch his his old stuff, because it's not just about flips. It's about making it feel you know legit and painful. Um, All right, Mister Old School. Yeah. Well, he, de- he definitely wouldn't make it in Ring of Honor today. It, he'd, he'd be too slow, too far behind. He'd disappear. <laughs> I know, but I don't know how I feel about those Ring of Honor matches. I don't know how I feel about the Young Bucks and all that synchronized, like, water dancing. I don't know what they're doing out there. <laughs> you know, they're kind of... If, 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 if we're going like... Game of Thrones, they're kind of like Serio doing the water dancing, and I'd rather have, you know, uh, Sandor Clegane out there, you know. <laughs> that's that's the wrestling I prefer. Clegane over I, I the water dancing. I know why dancer. you're saying Clegane. Yeah, my cat's named Clegane. Get over it. Take you get over it. You and your water dancing dog. Get the hell out of here. Get over it. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it for the show this week. Bye. (laughs) Well, let's give them a quick reminder where they can find us, brother Matt. We we're uh, uh, find us with the handle at bod podcast on Facebook and Twitter, Uh, and you can find all the links to everything to the podcast to our blog to facebook to twitter uh to you contacting us and letting us know how dumb we are or how much you love us if you want us to cut a Uh, promo on you oh we can't wait yes oh if you want to be the very first to have us cut a promo on your stupid comment (laughs) go to go to the say hi link on our website uh you know put your name in there put your little comment put your little you know oh shit what's oh fuck i just fucked it up i was gonna 
we're gonna do like good promos. We're gonna do like Roman Reigns promos. Yeah. Uh, Matt just uh, suffered suck attached himself <laughs> out of that one. Um, <laughs> you visit pod, pod podcast. Bodpodcast.com. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be bod podcast because that sounds like we're doing like men's fitness or something. But we do have a the bod the bod pod. We do have a pretty you know pretty fair set of bods. A couple of hot bods over here. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can read up on our new blogs just coming out. Um, I got one in there yep, about how much we love the Royal Rumble, but though it is a well-oiled machine, could some tweaks be made? And I've also got one out there that uh, is what the WWE needs to do to ensure they 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 do do right by the women uh, in the very first women's Royal Rumble. God, please, oh God, please don't let a guy interfere. Um, I don't want to ruin your that article, is, but I, that's number one. Jump into that one. I hope those things all happen. All right, but Matt, it's been a pleasure as always, and I'm gonna leave you with. Come on! I, I, I'm gonna uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, it's, again, I love you. I love the fans. Um, I'm gonna stop doing my Roman impression because I thought it sounded silly the last time I edited. So, uh, thank you, everybody. That is pod, podcast. Oh shit! Dot com. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh. Ah.